the yeast of the Pharisees, are they now into making bread? We'll find out today on Bible Time at the Table. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining me for Bible Time at the Table. So the yeast of the Pharisees, Mark 8.15, can you explain that to me? Well, this passage is also found in Luke chapter 12 and also in Matthew chapter 16. Jesus, when speaking to his disciples first, a large crowd had gathered, but he first speaks to his disciples. That's important. He says, beware the yeast of the Pharisees. And then he goes on talking about something else. And they're like, was it because we didn't bring any bread with us? And then he says, no, no, no. This is not about bread. Jesus often did this. He spoke in symbol symbols. So what exactly is the yeast of the Pharisees? They're not bread makers. They're lawmakers. That's the problem. They are law makers. You see, God gave Moses the law, and it was very, very strict. It was very unique. It was very concrete, and it was pointed, and it was direct, and it was 630-some commandments. That was it. There was no more that you add to it or take away from it. You simply follow this law. That is your righteousness because it takes faith to follow that. That's, that was the leading up to it. Okay, so don't, don't take that as gospel just yet because we haven't gotten to the gospels. So what I'm saying is, you know, God never intended for these laws to be changed. But the Pharisees over time, they became very concerned. They had a fear that if we break this law, well, we, we are doomed. We're devastated. They had no idea that that law was pointing to Jesus. That's why it was their righteousness. The gospels were to come. But they saw it as their righteousness. Like if we don't follow this law, we're doomed. So what they did was they took these laws, a small set, and they put laws around it. That's why I said they're law makers. Put laws around it. If we don't break these laws here, we're not going to break those laws in there. You know what? Let's just make sure. Let's build these laws out here. If we don't break these out here, we won't break the ones we made, so we're not going to break God's law. All they did was put upon the people bondage and spiritual re religion and, and legalism and just they made the people slaves to human laws. And as a result, Jesus came and among one of the other things that he did, among other things, was to try to correct that which had gone wrong. He tried to say to the Pharisees, you believe this, but I tell you this. You say, do not commit murder. But I tell you, if you call your brother a fool, you've committed murder. What he's saying in that is that this law was never intended to save you. It was to show you your sin. It's like a speed limit sign. The speed limit sign doesn't write you the ticket. The speed limit sign says, if you're not going 55 or lower, you're breaking the law, and then the cop will write you a ticket. The law was saying, if you're doing this, you're breaking the law, and you're doomed. But God had a plan to send Jesus the fulfillment of the law. But the Pharisees had injected their own thoughts into that, and that's what the yeast is. You see, when we take a tiny yeast, is like a little packet like this, you know, just a little bit of powder in there, it's got bacteria in it. The powder isn't the yeast. That's what they're eating when they're in there and kind of keeping them dormant. 
but you put it into bread with flour and water and sugar and the bacteria start to eat that sugar and they grow and they let off gas and expands and the bread becomes overwhelming. I've seen many people who have put too much yeast into the bread and it just became a big glob that they couldn't handle. But when we inject into the Bible or we pull out of the Bible and make doctrines because of it, that's the yeast of the Pharisees. When we make things about us and not about what God intended, it's the yeast of the Pharisees. So what are we to do? We can read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. It's not just broken up little cute little stories where we learn about people like Jacob and Abraham and, and Moses and, and David and, and the disciples. No, it's it's got a purpose and intent from beginning to end. There is a theme, there is intent, and it is God's message that we can, yes, we can take parts out and we can live by them. But what we need to do is we need to take it to God and have, have him help us understand. Whether you're 25 or 55, you can find something, or even older or younger, find something in there that will mean something to you at that moment in your life. You see, the Bible, it adapts with us. We, may, we don't have to understand. God's not expecting us to sit down, start reading in chapter 1 of Genesis all the way through chapter 22 of Revelation, and there will be a test at the end. That's not what God's doing. He's given us this to show us his righteousness, to show us his son, Jesus Christ, to show us our way to live, to show us how to change. But he takes us wherever we are. He meets us right where we are. And if he takes you to Genesis You'll find something in there. Like maybe the, it may be something as simple as going to Genesis chapter 15 and seeing the story of Rebecca. And it might mean something to you. He might take you to Numbers chapter 1 and you start reading about all these people who came out of Israel. But it might mean something to you, but it might not mean something to the next person. But what I'm saying is, as you read through it, you're going to understand. It's going, he speaks to us through his word. But when we inject into it, like many denominations have done these days, they add to it. They say, oh, well, yes, we have these rules, but you see, it's to protect us. We don't want certain things to happen in our churches. That's not what God intended. So we come up with these rules to go along with the Bible. How is that any different than, say, the Mormon church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who have an extra book to go with the Bible. You know, we constantly tell them they're wrong. I'll tell you what, some of those people are better Christians than we are. Well, anyway, what I'm saying is when we add to it, we are injecting yeast. And he said to warn warned us because it can grow and overwhelm and take over. When we start to add our own rules like the Pharisees did, we are in dangerous water because it can overwhelm us. Instead, we need to take the Bible and let it interpret itself to us. Let God speak to us through it and not add to it what we think it should say, but let him speak out what it does say. That's the difference. That's the feast. I'm sorry, the yeast of the Pharisees. Too many syllables there, crossing them. That's the yeast of the Pharisees. So be careful. 
don't let doctrines like this one doctrine that I'm not going to bring up because I don't want to make people mad. There's a doctrine in this world right now that people are looking for this event to take place. And I get so concerned every time I hear people bring it up because they just don't understand. They're following what someone else has come up with and they haven't really read the Bible for themselves to understand it. And it's scary because it's a plot of the enemy to deceive a lot of people when it's working. But maybe some other time we can talk about that. But anyway, just be careful. Don't put into the Bible what is not in there. That's the yeast of the Pharisees. Pull out of the Bible what God has put in there. And that Bible will interpret itself for you with God's help, with the Holy Spirit guiding you. And it will change your life. Thank you for the question. I look forward to answering more questions. Continue to send them in at the table online show at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you again soon when we meet for Bible time at the table. God bless you all. Thank you.